Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Phillies Today. The 94 WIP uh, podcast. It's Francisco Rojas again, man. Back-to-back days you get me. Back-to-back you will get uh, Dan Wilson tomorrow, who will obviously, I'm sure, is going to uh, preview the home opener that has now been postponed uh, to tomorrow. Uh, Obviously, today is um, April the 6th, a Thursday, which is supposed to be a rainy Thursday. But we never know with these forecasts, but the Philadelphia Phillies have decided uh, to postpone the home opener to tomorrow on Friday. So we have to wait, wait a day. But hey, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe you're breaking up uh, the Phillies one in five start. They do get uh, their lone first win of the season uh, in game two uh, of the Yankee series. But they end up losing game three. and We're going to get to that. In just a second, but obviously, number one news: um, the Phil's home opener is postponed uh, to tomorrow on Friday. So we'll just have to wait another day to get your Phil's Phil's baseball back at the bank. I cannot wait. Last time we were there, uh, last time we saw Phillies baseball at the bank, um, it was rocking. I can't remember. I think that was that was the last game, uh, the one that they got no hit by Christian Javier and. And the rest of the Astros bullpen, so maybe it wasn't rocking, but the ones I remember, obviously, Bryce's homer uh, in the NL NLCS and his homer in the World Series. Um, they did get a few wins in the World Series, and they did get a win uh, at the bank, I believe. Right, one of those wins was at the bank. Um, so, you know, it's 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 good to be back at the bank, man. Dan Wilson's going to get you set for that tomorrow, and I'll preview uh, a bit of the series as well later in the show. Just going to. Uh, uh, kind of lay the table here for for the rest of today's show. Obviously, uh, like I did for you guys yesterday, and will do um throughout the season. I'll always uh, if there's a game uh, the night before or the day before, or what have you, definitely going to recap that game. So that's gonna be the first thing we're gonna do here. We'll get into the key takeaways uh, from said game from last uh, from yesterday's game against the New York Yankees. Um, we'll get to some news and notes for the Phils and then around the league for a couple of minutes. And then I'll preview uh, tomorrow's game and um, preview the series uh, for the weekend for your Philadelphia Phillies against the Cincinnati Reds. So that's that's really what I got for you today. Pretty, pretty simple format to take in uh, from, uh, you know, losing two of three to the Yankees to hopefully you know, a good start at home and can win the series against the Cincinnati Reds and kind of kind of get back on track, feel feel good about yourselves. Obviously, the Phils 
Um, not a, not the type of team to panic. We know that with this clubhouse, especially led by Kyle Schwarber, JT Romuto. You bring in former World Series champ and Trey Turner now. No, you don't have Bryce or Reese. Um, Reese for the rest of the season, but Bryce for a little while. Um, and by the way, big update. He, I believe he took batting practice yesterday and everything seemed fine uh, with no problems. So that's a, truly a great sign. This lineup, my gosh, this lineup needs Bryce Harper. And I'm going to get into the lineup uh, in just a couple of minutes and how uh, disappointing it's been and how I'm a little bit nervous about the future of this lineup, at least uh, the near future for the Philadelphia Phillies lineup. Um, but just a quick game recap uh, from yesterday. Obviously a big, big matchup between Aaron Nola and Garrett Cole, two of the best pitchers in baseball in the last half a decade. Um, bottom of the first, uh, Nola got in some trouble early. Glaber Torres with the RBI single where Aaron Judge came around and scored. That made it one nothing New York. Um, fast forward, you know, not, not a lot of run scoring in this game. Uh, you know, decent amount, but um, early on, not too much to talk about besides that. Um, Cole was going. Nola was going after that pretty much for, for the next uh, three or four innings. Top of the fifth, fast forward. Umpire was not good in this game. I forget who was behind the plate. Might as well have been C.B. Buckner. I mean, it was, it was terrible, uh, terrible... Terrible stuff behind the behind the play from the umpire. He was not, and he was not consistent. There was, I remember, there was a pitch where Nola uh, uh, got didn't get the call on the outside corner early in the game, but then he got one that was probably like half a foot more off the plate and got that call. So no, the ump was not consistent in this game. Fast forward, Kevin Long to the top of the fifth. Uh, Kevin Long gets tossed uh, for pretty much chirping um, at the home plate umpire. Um, and it was pretty obvious. Kevin Long, if you looked at the video, Kevin Long was just, uh, he was he was not happy. I don't think I've ever seen him that upset. So Kevin Long got tossed. Um, Topper came out, talked to the ump, whatever. To- Topper's not too animated, so I didn't expect anything there. Bottom of the sixth, Glaber Torres, another RBI. I mean, Glaber Torres was killed the Phils this series. Um, started off with a homer the other night. Glaber Torres, RBI single. Um, DJ LeMay, who scores from second. That made it 2-0 New York. Top of the seventh. Uh, Jonathan Loizaga, uh replaces Garrett Cole um, after Cole gets uh, a pitch clock violation, and that ended the night for Cole. Um, top of the seventh, Jake Cave had a sack fly with the bases loaded. Um, wish they could have got more from Cave there. Could have got you know maybe a couple of RBIs to to tie the game, but Castiano scored on the sack fly, two to one New York. Bottom of the seventh, uh, Gregory Soto replaces Aaron Nola. After Nola gets, uh, I guess, through six innings, um, but uh, leaves one on base, and Jose Trevino uh, hits a two-run bomb down the line. Um, those runs were charged to Nola, um, even though Soto just gave a beautiful pitch to to Trevino in his bat path. I think it was a might have been a slider down and in, right right into Trevino's bat path, and hits a home run to make it four to one New York. And another couple runs charged to Nola on um, top of the eighth. Two-run home run from Schwarber. Schwarber continues the power surge. Um, the last couple of games hit his first home run uh, and his 200th home run of his career the other night, uh, which was a bomb. This one was a line drive shot. Um, so it was 4-2 New York. I mean, not yeah, 4-2 New York. Phils weren't out of it yet, but then Clay Holmes came in um, and closed it out for New York in the ninth. Um, and your final was 4-2 New York Yankees. So the Phils... Um, you know, if you want to look at it this way, progress from the uh, from the Texas series. You get one, you get one win instead of no wins. I guess it's progress somewhere, right? So, so progress, I guess, in a way, 
uh, for your fills as they get their first win of the season out of three uh, from the New York series. Um, not uh, not a whole lot of great things to take away. I think um, the, the couple of things that I want to take away, I guess, from from la- from yesterday's game and the series overall, um, number one, you know, looking at Nola's start yesterday, Nola was much better um, this game, you know, compared to his uh, Texas start. Stuff was definitely better. Obviously, the, the stat sheet looks a little better when you give up three earned instead of uh, five earned, and a couple of those you can um, you can give to Gregory Soto. Um, but, you know, they, they, they share that there, really. So, Nola, a much better start. I think it's a, it's a good sign for him because everybody was worried about after his first start, is he going to be able to adjust, the, to adjust to the pitch clock? Is he going to be able, is it going to be in his head, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I'm sure he's still adjusting to it, but he looked a lot better. Look, this is what players have to do. Uh, look, me and Mike Angelina, the great Mike Angelina, who is the executive producer uh, of this podcast, you know, me and him kind of argued a little bit about it yesterday. Um, you know, he thinks, oh, it sucks. The, the pitch clock's so annoying, blah, blah, blah. I like it. I like the way it's uh, not to be too much on the pitch clock here, but I like it. I like the, you know, the way games have gone a little bit faster. Um, look, I love baseball even before the pitch clock, but. Um, you know, I, I kind of like it with the pitch with the pitch clock, though. It's like games are going faster, and look, every single player has to adjust to it. It's not like you can say, "Well, oh, well, this player." Blah, blah. No, every player has to adjust to it. So, look, every pitcher does, every hitter does, everyone has has to deal with it. That's the way I look at it. So you can say what do you, whatever you want about Aaron Nola that he takes a while, and oh, what what about him getting into a jam? Well, every every pitcher has to deal with it. I don't I don't, I don't care. It's the same for literally everybody. So. That's just the way baseball is today. It's probably, it's most likely not going anywhere. So let's let's just stop the bitching about the, if, if there's anybody out there that's still bitching about the pitch clock, I think we uh, we need to stop that. But overall, Aaron Nola, definitely a good sign um, that he gets a better start uh, against the Yankees yesterday uh, than he did in his first outing against Texas where um, he kind of imploded, uh, you know, uh, in the fourth or fifth inning of that game. So, Definitely a good sign. Aaron Nola with a much better start against the New York Yankees yesterday. Um, again, and this, you know, I'm just going to kind of umbrella this under under the lineup um, needing a bunch of help and adjustments. And we're going to get into this, this really. I want to get into this kind of in depth. Um, number one, the positive I want to take away, Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber, I believe, was only one for four yesterday. Uh, I'm going to look right now. Schwarber was one for four. But I think the biggest thing you take away from Schwarber, home runs and back-to-back games, they need this from him. And I would move him to the cleanup spot. I'm going to get to what I think the lineup should look like going into the Cincinnati series and possibly against the Miami uh, series. Just the general lineup. Maybe not against lefties, righties, but at least the general lineup of how I would kind of look at it. But number one, Kyle Schwarber. Uh, hitting a line shot. Two of these home runs the last two days are, have been vintage Kyle Schwarber. Just vintage Schwarber. On the first one, the night before, moonshot. The one yesterday, line drive out the park. That was out in like five seconds. I mean, it was a bomb, okay? So I think it's important to note that Kyle Schwarber has got his power back. Um, I mean, look, a little bit of a rough start to start the season. Didn't only get, took his... Till the third game to get his first hit. But again, it's baseball. We know how it goes. So Kyle Schwarber, he gets his power back. 
And number two, another big takeaway, like we have to talk about it. I know we talk about it night and day, especially on this radio station. Nick Castellanos. I mean, Castellanos has not been good. I think Gilio put out a tweet yesterday. I mean, 48% of his plate appearances have been strikeouts. Come on, man. I know it's early on, but the guy's making $100 million for a reason. He was supposed to be a key cog, especially with Harper out, and especially more pressure without Hoskins this year. I don't know. Again, it's only been, what, six games? Uh but it just looks it, 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 you really can't be optimistic about Nick Castellanos. It's really hard to do that when after last season was terrible, had a negative wins of replacement, was a terrible hitter, did not have a good spring. Has not I mean he had a good first couple of games, but they they need consistency from Nick Castellanos. No, he doesn't need to be incredible every game. He doesn't need to have a three hit game every game. We don't need him to bat seven fifty the entire year. We just need him to be one of the better bats in this lineup. I mean, Bryson, and look, I'm happy for Stott, happy for Boehm. Uh, like the lineup needs that to, to start this year. I mean, the lineup's really going to need it. I mean, who are you really going to rely on? I mean, but they, they need Nick Castellanos. And, you know, I, I would honestly, I would consider moving Castellanos down in the lineup. But I don't know how you can, especially with the Mars injury now and the Derek Hall injury. Derek Hall was your cleanup hitter. Hall hasn't really shown you much so far, but... You know, it's really his job to lose in the middle of the lineup. And I kind of I wrote down what I think the lineup should look like uh, for the Cincinnati series and possibly the Miami series, depending on how long Marsh and Derek Hall are out. And it looks like Hall is going to be reevaluated today, so we're going to get more news for that. Dan will probably update you on that tomorrow. Um, but here's how I would look. Here's how I would uh, have the lineup looking. Obviously, you, you have Trey Turner lead off. I would move Alec Bohm up to second in the lineup. Bohm has been one of your, one of the best hitters uh, for the Phillies so far to start the year. I think you move him up. Um, definitely not down the line, not seventh. Um, Real Muto, keep him in the third spot. I would actually put Schwarber in the cleanup spot. I like Schwarber in the cleanup. I, I like him in the two hole as well. But uh, just considering how good of a power hitter Schwarber can be, I like him in the cleanup spot. Castellanos, man. I would move him down, but I, I and I'm going to get into the second half of the lineup here. I, I would still keep Cassianos in the fifth spot, and hopefully he can give you something. I, I mean, you really don't have any other choice. I don't know. I mean, maybe the other ar- argument you can make is that well, maybe he needs to get his ego checked, and he needs to, uh, you know, move him down the lineup just to, to give him an ego check. Maybe that'll motivate him to to get it going. But I don't know. I, I think at least for the next couple of series, you know, until Hall comes back, until Marsh comes back. Castellanos can stay fifth in the lineup. I'd still have him there, just under under extreme circumstances. Bryson Stott, wouldn't have him in the eighth or ninth hole. I think he's been hitting well enough where he can get sixth in the lineup, um, playing second base. And then here's where I kind of, I mean, you can go a, a couple of different ways. I guess in Mundo Sosa in the seventh hole, I think he's got to be play every game right now. Um, Jake Cave, I guess, is your center fielder. Has 132 career games in center field. I mean, I guess it's Sosa and Cave. You can play him at center or left, whichever you want to do there. Whichever you want to do, I guess. Like, it doesn't matter. I guess Cave has more experience at center field, but they were trying to have Sosa be your everyday center fielder. Um, and then Cody Clemens, they just active, apparently, according to John Heyman. Uh, according to him, Cody Clemens is activated and will be called up today, it looks like, um, to the majors. I would just, just because you've gotten really not a lot from the, you know, those other guys as far as like, Josh Harrison and who else is on the bench? Um, 
Harrison and Pache. I mean, Pache in there for the defense. Maybe we got him late in the game, but I, I would just Cody Clemens. You haven't seen much from him. I mean, he was a really good spring. You haven't seen anything from him in the majors, obviously, yet because he hasn't been in the majors. So Clemens, I bet him ninth. Play him, play him at first. Have Boehm at third. Um, again, Sosa in left, I guess, Cave in center, but you can flip-flop those if you want. So that's how, I'd, I mean, look, big takeaways. Nola with a much better start. Um, the power surge from Schwarber. Lineup, just the lineup. The, the lineup was my concern. It didn't seem like a lot of people were concerned with the lineup. I, I think it's coming true right now, and it's. I'm nervous about the next couple of series, but I still think they can beat the Reds and Marlins um, as long as the pitching uh, regresses to what it should be, regresses to the mean, I guess, um, of what they should be because they're not going to give up 40 runs in four games. Hopefully not. Um, just some some news and notes. Kind of mentioned them uh, in some of the takeaways here. Um, Phil's obviously Phil's home opener postponed to Friday. Um, update from the injuries to Brandon Marsh and uh, Derek Hall. We're going to get those throughout the next couple of days. Um, yesterday, and this is a quote from a Phillies.com article, um, quote, from yesterday, center fielder Brandon Marsh scratched from Monday's lineup uh, with a mild left ankle sprain. Derek Hall suffers right thumb sprain. Uh, Marsh hurt his ankle in the ninth inning of Tuesday's win over the Yankees while going after the home run ball hit by DJ LeMayhew. Uh, Marsh's spikes gave way on the warning track as he was going after the ball. So a bit of a bit of a uh, not a fun injury there for Brandon Marsh. Um, Derek Hall jammed his thumb into second base in the fourth inning of Wednesday's game against the Yankees while trying to stretch a single into a double. Um, Hall will be reevaluated on Thursday. I hated that he tried to get stretch that into a double, but obviously you don't want to see anyone get hurt. Um, and Hall, you know, the, the Phillies need depth in this lineup. I mean, it's it stinks. Um, so Derek Hall will be reevaluated re- today. So we'll get Excuse me, more uh, more news on Derek Hall today. Um, and again, like I said, according to John Heyman, Cody Clemens expected to be activated today. So again, I think you should give him a shot in the lineup uh, just because this lineup has nothing to offer right now, really, besides the top three or top four. Um, so let's get to some uh, around the league off the Phillies just a little bit. It's a few uh, nuggets here, or not nuggets, a few uh, headlines, I guess, from the baseball world. Shohei Otani, first player... Of course it was Shohei Otani. I mean, who else, who else was it going to be? First player to get a violation as a pitcher and a hitter. I mean, this was going to happen at some point, right? I guess. I mean, only only the face of baseball, Shohei Otani, um, can do that. He's the first player to get a violation yesterday against the Mariners, first as a pitcher and a hitter. Jordan Walker. I'm a big fan of, uh, of these young prospects coming up, man. Love it for baseball. Jordan Walker has been great to start the year for the Cardinals. Can be a, really a difference maker in that Cardinals lineup, man. First career home run again uh, in a loss to the Braves yesterday. Hits his first career home run. It was a line drive down the line um, at home yesterday for the St. Louis Cardinals. So exciting stuff for your baseball fan. Jordan Walker gets his first career home run. And Grayson Rodriguez and uh, Jacob DeGrom faced off yesterday. Grayson Rodriguez, the top prospect for the Baltimore Orioles. Um, He had a solid outing, it looked like. I wasn't able to watch, but... Um, he went five five innings, four hits, two earned, a walk, a strikeout. I mean, uh, it's good to see that if you're a baseball fan, if you're Orioles fan, obviously too. Um, Jacob Degrom on the other side, good for baseball, man. When Jacob Degrom is going good, he's the best pitcher on the planet. Um, and he he was that yesterday. You look at uh, what he got paid for Texas. That's what he's paid to do. 
Uh, six innings yesterday, uh, two hits, just one earned, um, 11 strikeouts. Um, so it looked like uh, Jacob deGrom was back yesterday. And just looking at some of the vo- the velocity, topped out at just over 100 on the fastball, topped out at 93 on the slider. It's absolutely disgusting. So good to see that. Um, and just look uh, looking at some of the standings, the Rays, 6-0. and I mean, they've outscored their opponents by 31 runs. Looking at the numbers now, 44-13. to The Rays, Wander Franco's been hot. Um, you don't expect that from the Rays. You expect it to be their pitching, but their pitching has been great. Um, but the Rays, 6-0, uh, and the top of the uh, standings there. Yankees are second there at 4-2. and Um Let's just fast forward to the analyst because I'm running out a bit of time here. I want to get you guys set up for the um, the Red Series, which, again, Dan will have more on that for you tomorrow. The Braves are 5-1 and one after beating the Cardinals yesterday. Miami is 3-4. and four. Um, The Mets, 3-4. and four. Your Phillies and Nats tied for that last spot in the analyst there to start the season again early, but 1-5. and five. Um, So just before we head out here, um, just to preview uh, this weekend's pitching matchups, you're going to get a fun one tomorrow, man. Look, again, I've said this over and over again. You've listened to my other work, uh, just doing baseball on YouTube, and my other podcast with Nick Earnshaw, or our podcast, excuse me. Love talking pitching. Hunter Green versus Zach Wheeler is going to be fun tomorrow. Obviously, we're hoping for a bit of a better outing from Zach Wheeler. But as a baseball fan, I'd love to see a pitching, pitcher, excuse me, a pitcher's duel. And Hunter Green, you're going to see the velocity, man. The guy is just throws flames, throws, it seems like he's thrown 100 plus every pitch when he's throwing a fastball. So Hunter Green versus Zach Wheeler tomorrow should be a really exciting matchup looking, obviously, for Wheeler um, coming off not a great start in his uh, first start against the Texas Rangers in Game 2 of that series. So Green and Wheeler, that's going to be a fun one. Um, game 2 looks to be Nick Lodolo versus Bailey Falter. Um, Phils haven't done so good against Nick Lodolo, especially last year. Uh, Lodolo had a 2.92 ERA in two starts against the Phils. Um, looking at Bailey Falter, an ERA under two and five and a third, and no, neither of them were starts in two appearances against Cincinnati for his career. And then looking at game three, um, it'll be Graham Ashcraft um, and Taiwan Walker. Um, Taiwan Walker, not the greatest numbers against Cincinnati. Hopefully he changes that. Uh, just an ERA just over five and 17. Uh, innings pitched through three starts in his career against Cincy. And then Graham Ashcraft, um, 489 ERA through 19 starts last year, but had a great start against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Take that for what it's worth. Uh, seven innings have worked, one earned, and six strikeouts. So that's uh, that's a look at the Red Series. Again, I think a big thing to watch in that series is how, how well does the offense do with what you got? Um, I'm not really confident in the offense right now, but Hopefully, uh, you know maybe Castellanos says, "Oh, it's against my old team, Cincinnati. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit well." I don't know. I don't even know what his career numbers are against Cincinnati um, when he didn't play with the Reds. So, um, I'm looking for the offense to to get some type of a spark, some type of a spark, and for the pitching to not give up 40 runs in a series. Okay, like that's the important thing. If the if the pitching can at least, you know, give the offense a chance. I mean, really, it's usually it's the other way around, right? You want your hitters uh, to give or uh, to to put up enough runs where the pitchers don't have to worry about it. But the pitching, I expect Walker and Wheeler to have better outings than they did last time. 
and neither of them had good outings, but hopefully um, they, because the Phillies need it. The Phillies need it because the offense is definitely not the strength right now. The the pitching, the the rotation, the the bullpen were supposed to be your strengths. They have not so far. So looking for them uh, to be the strengths in these series against the Reds and then against the Marlins after that. So that's going to do it for me today. Uh, Francisco Rojas, Dan Wilson will have you tomorrow. Um, and I will see you guys next week, hopefully, after the Phils are on a roll. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.